Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back. Or if you're joining us today for the first time, my name is Jennifer and I'm one of your hosts on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. I think you're in today for a real treat. Today's interview is with Dr. Shrag Patel. Dr. Patel is a board-certified ophthalmologist who opened his own single provider practice about two years ago. Now, Corey and I have um, worked with Dr. Patel since before he even began seeing his first patients. He's one of those docs who just gets it. Dr. Patel took a very proactive approach to building a strong online presence even before he opened his doors. And as you hear in today's interview, he still goes door-to-door to earn referrals and build relationships, and he still uses traditional print media to attract patients. So I think you're in for um, a real treat today, and you're going to get a lot out of this interview with Dr. Patel. And you're probably going to want to go grab one of your own doctors so you can sit them down and tell them, see, I was right. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to Corey for today's interview. All right. Thanks, Jen. And thank you, Dr. Patil, for taking the time to join us today. No problem. Good. Glad to have you. So um, as Jen said, you know, you kind of, you run this small practice um, in, in the Lake Nona area, and it, it's seen a lot of growth lately. So kind of describe your role at your office today and, and kind of what it was when you first started. Has that changed at all? Sure. You know, um, as with any small practice, there's always continual change and evolution. But, you know, when we started this practice a little over two years ago, um, you know, not only was I the founder and the physician and uh, sort of the office manager all in one, um, you know, holding kind of many roles was really important for me um, as opposed to handing those tasks off to someone else because I thought it was really important to uh, be able to deliver the vision in terms of the practice of medicine that I wanted to to our patient base. Awesome. And and I would imagine, too, that in this quest to deliver your vision, you know, you also got some experience doing, you know, having your hand in each one of these different jars. And, and that, I would think, kind of has helped you become a better business owner, manager, physician, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. I think going into starting my own practice, I always had said, I said, sure, you know, down the road I may have to, um, you know, hire staff to actually start performing some of these tasks that I'm doing all together. But, you know, unless I do all of those tasks myself or I see them at that uh, being performed at that level, it's really difficult to dictate whether that task can be improved or the way we're doing it is really the correct way if you haven't done it yourself. Yeah, so you know what they're going through. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. So um, on this show, we like to talk a lot about the, the marketing side, obviously. We're a little biased when it comes to that. But uh, what, can you share with us a little bit about your experience with marketing You know, prior, again, to opening the practice and, and maybe even up to today? Sure. I mean, 
generally speaking, um, I, I really had little or no marketing experience. Um, in, in college, I um, I did take plenty of business classes where um, you know I, I had sort of a didactic approach to finance and marketing and business operations. But in terms of applying those concepts in uh, a real life situation, uh, this was actually the first time. Okay, and. You, as you touched upon briefly before, you had kind of a clear vision and goal from the outset of what you wanted to accomplish. So could you share with our listeners what that actually is? Yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted to start this practice off with a very transparent, modern, innovative practice that um, is filled with compassion and cutting-edge care. And the from a marketing perspective, what's always the challenge or what's always difficult is whatever your vision may be, how are you going to clearly translate that to your audience? You know, um, the, the community has changed so much now, especially since the advent of the Internet. And so it's not like 40, 50 years ago when your primary uh, doc would just say, hey, you know, go and see Dr. Smith down the road or go and see Dr. So-and-so, he's great. A lot of that was so much word of mouth. Now it's really changed. And so being able to translate your, your vision clearly um, is, is really, really important. Yeah, and I would say that you kind of had the distinct advantage of, of, you know, building this thing from the ground up and you knew exactly what you wanted to accomplish. So everything that you've done to market the practice has kind of been, you know, directed towards accomplishing that goal, whereas some practices, they just know that they need more patients in the door. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and, and there's a, obviously a distinct advantage and disadvantage to that because, again, everything that you do has to, you know, does it relate to how you want the practice to be perceived? And I would imagine that that's one of the, the bigger marketing challenges for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's a really tenuous road because, um, you know, one thing that I think was really important from the outset, um, you know, back in uh, late 2012 and, and early 2013 when we were kind of gearing up to start this practice, one of the things that I noticed at that time was that, um, you know, the cyber awareness of practices really wasn't there, of medical practices. And, and I knew going forward that, I had to really be at the forefront uh, from that time forward because, you know, fast forward to now, so many practices, you know, uh, strive to um, put themselves at the forefront in terms of cyberspace. And I think that's really the challenge. And so starting that from the get-go uh, was, uh, was really important, I think, in terms of our practice. But going back, you know, you can you can have a bad perception with one review, or you can have you know great perceptions with a good website, multiple reviews. So it's really important that you keep on top of it. Now, would you say that that is one of the biggest challenges for your your office and your marketing efforts? Is is um, like you said, putting that good kind of cyber foot forward, if you will. Absolutely, absolutely. I think um, you know, in terms of our practice and in terms of marketing in general, we take a mixed media approach, and and I always thought that 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 was important from the get go. And 
when I say that, I think that means um, going door to door. So that means me going and visiting local practices myself, not sending anyone else. But just if I'm in the area, I'll stop by and say hello to a local referring doctor and, and, and thank them for their referrals. And, um, and so that's one way. The other way, obviously, which generally isn't going to go away, but print media, I think, is really important. And I think um, choosing the quality of, of, uh, of that print journal or magazine is really, really important because that's going to um, really uh, you know, go towards the audience that you're really catering towards. So, you know, it's important to pick and choose the right magazine, just not every single magazine. And then the last <laughs> thing, which is, you know, um, cyberspace. And so having a really good website. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I really do is I Google myself. I Google our, so if I'm a potential patient in, in, in my practice area, um, what would I be Googling? If I, have an, if I have an eye problem, if I have a cataract or I have glaucoma, what am I going to be uh, Googling? And so, you know, every, every week or so, I'm always Googling myself. Where am I coming up on the rankings? You know, um, do I have any other poor reviews and, um, you know, anything like that? I'm always checking the status of our reviews. And, and that's really important because the biggest thing is now time is not on your side when it comes to cyberspace. So if you have a poor review, you have to get on it right away. Um, and thankfully, we haven't had that. But, you know, it's really important. With office email, you have to be on top of it. You know, it's not like snail mail anymore. So, you know, you have, I think, 24 to 48 hours. And I am, you know, always um, hypervigilant when it comes to responding to requests, responding to reviews, anything like that, um, you know, social posts on Facebook. I think it's really, really important um, to, to be active and to be responsive and engage your audience. Oh, yeah, 100% agree with you there. And for, for those of us um, that do this stuff every day, you know, it, that, that just sounds like, you know, the, the great strategy. Now, for some of our listeners, though, they might, you know, they don't have all of those channels kind of set up and ready to monitor and, and what have you. So, um, could you give them an idea of how much time you actually spend going around and, and typing these different words into Google and responding to reviews and things like that? Honestly, you know, in terms of just searching myself and just kind of seeing how we stack up to, you know, compared to the rest of the community in terms of, um, you know, uh, eye surgeons, it really doesn't take that long. Um, but, you know, one thing that... Um, you know, me and my team have worked on is that you, you have to kind of be proactive. And if you work a month ahead of time scheduling posts in terms of social media, including Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, uh, Instagram or anything like that, it's really important to kind of say, okay, what are the messages that we want to do um, this month? What do we want to tell our patients? A lot of times, it's great to go, if you're a physician, to go to your local academy website. So we have the American Academy of Ophthalmology, and a lot of times they have dedicated months. So, you know, we'll have an eye safety month. We'll have a, a, a macular degeneration awareness month. Those are great ways to center your post around because patients are getting useful content. They're just not getting, hey, come make an appointment. Hey, come, you know, I think hard selling is very, very, um, you know, I, I, I just don't like the idea of hard selling. Yeah, it's a, it's a no no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, when, when an average patient 
sees your practice delivering good content, that makes them trust you before they even pick up the phone. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. And r real quick, I want to touch on a couple of things that um, you discussed there. When you go out to do some of these referral visits, and, and you know, we run in, into instances where the doctor says, oh, I just don't have the time to do that. I don't want to give up my clinic schedule. How do you kind of justify you taking, you know, a few hours or half a day or, you know, whatever your, whatever your time frame is? How do you justify that? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing is um, there's, there's sort of two, two ways to think about, uh, think about your practice. It's either now you can think about what you, what you want to do now or what you want your practice to be. And if, and if what you want your practice to be is, you know, 10 times or 20 times or 100 times better than what it is now, you have to invest in it. And so, yes, you know, maybe taking an hour or two out of your clinic schedule to not see patients um, will, in the long run, be important because, you know what, if you go visit a practice for five minutes to yourself or you spend time in terms of um, doing some useful content on uh, either your website, doing a blog, or, uh, or, or for Facebook, that's really going to reap, reap a, a lot of returns in, in, in the long run. And a lot of times what I'll do is, you know, no, no physician likes to shorten their schedule. So, you know, uh, I may do things during my lunch break. I may do th some things after hours. If I'm just watching TV, I can do things at home. A lot of times you can rearrange your schedule as well, start your day a little earlier or a little later, but it's really important. If you don't invest in it, just by putting up a website is not going to get you patience. It has to be thoughtful, you have to be active, and you have to be reactive. Yeah, and on top of that, I would add that um, another thing that you guys do that is done very well is um, not only do you have the website, but it's not just a static website. You know, you're always, like you said, you're adding relevant content that people are interested in and uh, it kind of builds that trust there. And and um, speaking of building trust, that was the second part that I wanted to expand on just a little bit. When you said that you spend a few minutes a day checking Facebook and responding to reviews and, and responding to patients yourself, um, talk about the, the benefits of that and, and what you've seen from a, a positive side when you're able to actually spend the time to do that. Well, I think it's, I think it's really, uh, I think it's really important because, you know, the first thing is that, you know, just to back up a little bit is the, the internet is now your new storefront. Okay. That is your new storefront. Patients will look at the internet before they come and, and, you know, open the door to your practice. So, you know, with the internet comes emails and reviews and, and Facebook and everything like that. If you are timely and considerate in your response to whatever it may be, an email regarding an appointment or an email regarding whether we take a certain insurance, um, you know, if it's after hours and I'm checking the office email, I will go ahead and respond right away. And the response I get from patients is, wow, that was really quick, or they're impressed. Or, you know, I'll text some of my uh, staff after hours if I say, hey, can you respond to this? Um, and that really uh, conjures up a huge trust because they feel important. And that's really the biggest thing because a lot of times when you're able to respond, again, in a very timely manner, patients feel that, wow, these guys really care. They really responded to me right away. You immediately gain their attention and their trust. And I think that's, that's the first thing that... Uh, 
you know, that's going to get them to potentially make an appointment and, and hopefully come and see you. Yeah, and, and I would say that when you do that, you know, being the physician, it works, you know, 10 times to 100 times. Uh, it's more powerful because they say, you know, the perception is that the physicians, you know, often don't have time for a lot of things. But if you're making the time to respond to them directly, I mean, that's that's just huge. Yeah, I think, you know, I think one one big misconception is that, especially if you're running your own practice, if you're a smaller practice, I think that um, you, you know, you make what you want of your practice. So if you want your practice to be accessible to patients and if the staff is busy, I oftentimes will be, you know, answering phones if I need to, if all of the lines are busy and someone else is, uh, you know, needs, needs to answer the phone or, or, um, or whatever it may be. If you're not helping out, you know, um, then your staff, uh, you know, won't, um, the, the way they react to when you are helping out, excuse me, will be unbelievable. And, and they'll rally around the cause and really want to push your vision. And that's kind of the same thing when I'm responding to an email. Um, they will, uh, patients are just amazed. And, and it really is not that hard to do. It takes a couple minutes to say, um, yes, we can see you. How about this time? And that's it. I'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to plop their doctor down in front of a computer and go, see, and just let them listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, it's, um, I know it's really difficult, but I think it's important for us as physicians to, um, you know, to, to basically uh, come down to the level of, um, our audience. And, and in this case, it's our patients. So, you know, if, if, if all you want to do is see patients, that's perfectly fine, but then you really need to have an administrator who is absolutely on top of all of this stuff. And every now and then, if you're able to do some of these tasks, that's, that's going to be you know, great for your practice. But I think the, the notion is that you, know, you can't be above all of this. You, know, you, you can't be above responding to an email or answering a phone call, especially if it's your own small practice. You know, you, the more you do, the, the more you're going to reap the benefits. Yeah, exactly. There's there's just something about being in the trenches, even if you're only in there, you know, occasionally. It can really not only foster that teamwork dynamic within the practice, but the patients they see that too, and they they can feel that. Oh, absolutely. And you know, when when your staff sees, um, you know, when the staff sees me doing things, they they have no excuse, you know, uh, to slack off. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, they have no excuse to slack off because they see I'm helping them out. So, you know, they will also in return go out of their way to, to do things that are, you know, um, that, that may need to be done. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we're just about out of time. So, Dr. Patel, I got one last question for you. Uh, for our yeah. listeners, if, if there's one thing that they could kind of take away from this podcast and implement in their practice, what would that be? Is, you know, make a plan today about what the vision of your practice is and what you want it to be. What is it that you want to convey to your patients and start building on that in cyberspace? Perfect. All right. With that said, like, like I mentioned, we are out of time for today. So, Dr. Patel, thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much, Corey. All right. Great interview, Corey. And thank you so much, Dr. Patel, for taking time out of your busy practice schedule to um, offer some insight to the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast listeners. 
So if there is um, one thing that I really took away from today's conversation, and um, I've known Dr. Patel for several years now, and um, I can say that he walks the walk and talks the talk. Um, when Dr. Patel was starting out, you know, and he said this uh, in the interview, is that, you know, it was so important for him to, to have a vision of where he wanted his practice to be. And then moving forward from the day he opened or really before he opened, it's been all about communicating that vision to his potential patients. And, um, you know, we all don't have the benefit of starting from day one or, or day negative one. But um, I think that there's something to be said about the idea of knowing where you're headed and then having a plan for getting there. Yeah, and I think that makes sense, obviously, from a marketing standpoint, because then you can ask yourself, well, does this really benefit my marketing at all or or no? Because then you automatically know the answer of yes or no, should I do this or not? But I think it also is an interesting point to kind of apply to time management, which, which I think something a lot of our listeners, and I know that you and I struggle with uh, quite often as well, is so if uh, some activity does not lead back into that vision, should you do it? And that will kind of determine whether it's yes or no. No, absolutely. It's like that thing where you're, you know you know you're going to run out of time or you're going to run out of money, and the winner is the one who runs out of them at the exact same time. And you've got to plan everything around the finish line. Um, I've learned that over years of working on marketing campaigns and even political campaigns is you got to know where you're headed, and then you got to have a plan to get there. And I think that's what one thing that Dr. Patel does really well. Um, another thing that I really thought resonated, and hopefully it resonates with our listeners is that um, Dr. Patel, because he had that vision and he knew where he wanted to go, he really got out there in front of the reputation management stuff. And I think that's been critical for his practice. Yeah, and I would say that he obviously had a little bit of an advantage because he was coming into the space within the past uh, several years, whereas, you know, if you've got a physician that's been around for 20 years or so, you know, they obviously they can't get ahead of those things. But, you know, if you're working with a practice where the physician is new or you're just about to hire a new physician or add on to the roster you've already got, then it makes perfect sense to get out ahead of these things. And one of the things that Dr. Patel does really well is he uses Google to, one, know what people are saying about him, but also he recognizes the importance of that star rating that's right there. So when people are looking to review him, he is constantly referring them to that uh, Google page because you know he has, I, w- I would say probably three to four, maybe even five times more than the nearest competitor, and they're all five stars, and that pays dividends every single day. Yeah, he's a five star uh, across the board. We, oh, yeah. we we help manage his reputation for him, and we get a report every week. And he's an A on the practice on a A to A to D scale, I guess. Um, another thing that I thought, you know, he just barely touched on it because he's really good about um, responding on social media to what's going on. So if a a patient or you know an average person out there is on his Facebook page, he'll actually take the time to respond to that. And um, we use him as an example all the time because he was an early adopter of Twitter. And he, um, you know, he's great because he doesn't ever talk about the patients, doesn't talk about the procedures. But one day he um, actually had a tweet and he took a quick selfie in the operating room and he says, nothing is as good as getting up at 530 in the morning to come over and save somebody's eye. And it's those kind of things on Twitter um, with him being an early adopter that has really made a huge difference in getting out in front of his online reputation. Yeah, and just to add to the the Facebook 
um, comment that Jen mentioned as well. He takes not very long, I would say maybe five, 10 minutes every couple of days or so to kind of respond when somebody has a question or a concern or a comment. And you know, as a patient, though, that means so much that your your doctor is actually responding to you in that kind of form. You know, it, it creates a, a loyalty. It's a bond. It's it's kind of cool. It's special. You know, absolutely. And and something he said that we actually were talking about at lunch today is you know that he takes the time, um, especially the first you know couple like the first year he had the practice open, he had the time to understand how these different platforms work. We actually had an instance. Um, just recently in a practice that we work with where something negative happened and um, it was kind of sort of like loosely dotted line related to marketing and the operations manager just shut down the program without talking to anybody. And so Corey and I were talking about that. Yeah, and, and we were actually saying, you know, she basically doesn't understand kind of the intricacies there and how this complaint would have come up. So. Because she doesn't understand any of that stuff and didn't take the time to understand it, she just shut the whole program down without consulting or, or kind of thinking it through how this actually logically, it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't connect. She just said, nope, well, we just won't do it anymore. So I think that you know, the lesson there is that there's something to be said about all of us taking a step back and taking the time to actually, you know, even at a very macro level, understand kind of the gist of what it takes to manage social media to manage content, you know, how one thing will affect another thing and how that will overall impact your online reputation. Right. It, I think that's a great point. You don't actually have to do it yourself, but you should know how it works. So when something like this comes up, you know, you're, you're not completely in the dark. I can use myself as a case in point, as an example. I don't necessarily have time to sit down and write, and I don't care to do images, and I don't care to work on websites, but once in a while when we're busy, I will have to step up and, and put some time into writing and um, put some time into helping to build some of our client websites and whatnot. And I don't necessarily enjoy doing it, but it does give me a lot of value to understand the process and how long it takes to do things, and then I understand better what the team is doing. Yeah, and one more thing just about Dr. Patel before we wrap up. Um, I love Dr. Patel. <laughs> he is great. He's a great example. He is, he is. He, we could write a whole book on just like Dr. Patel and how he does things right. Um, but I wanted to talk about the um, re referring physicians. Yes. And how when he started, obviously he had a little bit more time. But even to this day, he still makes time to go out and, and visit these guys. And, and just how important that is that he's going out there face-to-face -face and he's he's delivering the bagels or whatever to the offices and he's making sure that that relationship is strong and that relationship is, is still there so that uh, you know he's getting the maximum amount of patients that really that his schedule will allow and, and he'll tell you that he, he's very busy uh, a majority of the time there's not a lot of open spots on his uh, clinic schedule yeah it feels like we talk about relationship building and solidifying relationships all the time on doctor marketing tips but you know, marketing, the basis of it is about building relationships that last and letting people help you market your practice and um, market whatever your brand is. And so, you know, Dr. Patel just once again drives that home, the importance of going out there and solidifying those relationships. Yeah, I would definitely agree. He, he takes that time and, you know, whether it's every other week, once a month, whatever it is, he's taken just a couple of hours to get out there and, and there's no value to that. You know, you can't put a number on that because it just keeps paying itself you know, over and over and over. That's right. So good stuff. I think that's probably um, all we have time for today. So Corey, great job again. And Dr. Patel, thank you so much for taking the time with us here at Dr. Marketing Tips. And um, with that, we'll see you next week. Thank you guys for listening as always. We'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.